Hallelujah. Uh, Father, I ask that you help me the, the few minutes that I have to uh, bring your word to your people that will align. I submit to the authority in the house. Come under the authority of your servant, uh, Reverend Kayode Oyegoke, Reverend Helen Oyegoke, uh, and all the men and women you've surrounded them with. I come and I align in, in, the, in the hearts and minds of your servants in the name of Jesus. Let hearts be blessed. Let us be prepared even for the feast that you have for us this morning through your handmaiding. There's a great feast you have for us. There is a great cleansing you have for us. There is a great writing through the Spirit because she is a minister of a New Testament. You have ordained her to have capacity to write on the hearts of men and women. Lord, I ask that you help me uh, to bring your word uh, to align with what you put in our spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord. Amen. Um, got a few minutes uh, before mommy comes up. Uh, let's look at John chapter 1. Uh, it's been such a powerful meeting, and the meeting has just been eaved up to such a very, very high level. Amen? And I believe it's because of <laughs> what God, you see, God did not want to truncate what started to come out uh, in the convention in London. And, and it's in his mercy that is making us to see these things. Amen? Um, and I'm just here to encourage us. Amen? Um, I'm just here to encourage us. I'm just here to tell us the, the importance of these things. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Now, in that statement, I, I, and I know Daddy has done a lot of justice to, to this scripture, uh, in that statement, one of the things we can very quickly see is that uh, John the Baptist was able to identify Jesus as the Lamb of God. Now, he was identifying him as something that he, he was going to come into. Amen? Uh, because the Lamb of God was actually going to be sacrificed. Amen? See, that, that personality called the Lamb, uh, everything about the Lamb is, is called nature, which is why the, uh, the emphasis of this particular time is about way, Amen? It's about truth and it's about life. So essentially it's about embodying everything that is about our calling. Hallelujah. It's about embodying it. So when John saw Jesus, uh, he saw somebody who has embodied the very life of God. That's why you could call him the Lamb of God. Amen? Now, at that moment, people, I believe, just heard the Lamb of God. Now, because the whole concept of the Lamb of God was still going to be unveiled. Because actually, that person called Jesus had grown to a particular position. Had grown to a particular position where God can call him the beloved son. You know, Daddy taught us that. He has gone. To, now, but at that point, uh, it says, Behold the Lamb of God. And one of the things he would do is the one that takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 30. Hallelujah. 
uh, verse 30. This is he whom of said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Hallelujah. He was before him. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. Hallelujah. So we can see that the fact that he saw Jesus and he called him the Lamb of God, it doesn't mean that Israel has seen him. Even till today, Israel has not seen him. Amen? Even his followers still did not see him as the Lamb of God. Amen? I think one of the highest revelations that one of the disciples had was him as Christ. Amen? Uh, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. So the Lamb of God uh, is a person that will eventually be revealed. Hallelujah. It, what? It, will, it will eventually be revealed. And because it is that lamb that actually deals with sin and raises a people who can share life with him, even in the world to come. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So he said that this lamb will, that it should be made manifest to Israel. He said, I do not know him, but that it should be made manifest to Israel. So there's a process for these manifestations. Hallelujah. Now, the beginning of that manifestation was what started that day. You know, the, 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 the dove came upon the Lord Jesus and he started his ministry and he began to teach, he began to preach. And that went on and on and on over the years. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, but basically what the lamb represents is, which is the things I've really picked in the last two days. The lamb represents uh, the, the making of the kind of person that can be around God's throne. That's what the lamb represents. Let's look at uh, in Revelation, the book of Revelation. Because um, in Revelation chapter 5, that was another place where they recognized him as the lamb. Amen? And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood what a lamb as what as it had been slain, having what seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. For. Now, this was after, if you go to the beginning, uh, there was weeping, there was crying because no one could open the book, and to lose the seals thereof. Amen? Now, because the things in that book, they are the secrets of God to actually make man. Now, even angels could not open this. Cherubims could not open that book. There's nobody that had a stature. He said, the Bible said that no man was found. Hallelujah. No man was found where? In heaven, nor in earth, neither where? Under the earth. No one was able to open the book and to look thereon. No one could do that. Verse 4, let's look at that. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book, and to lose the seven seals thereof. Hallelujah. Now, this was, I mean, uh, a very majestic and solemn and fearful thing that took place there. And then, one of the elders said to John, don't weep. 
the lion of the tribe of Judah has done. And then John turned. Amen? He turned. He said, and I beheld in the midst of the throne. So when he turned to look at the lion, what did he see? He saw a lamb. Hallelujah. Because actually, that lion is actually a lamb. And from there, if you read all through the book of Revelation, uh, they don't mention lion anymore as concerning our Lord Jesus. Yeah. But lamb is mentioned so many times. Lamb, 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 lamb. Hallelujah. Why? Because really what our faith is like, what our faith is about, what our life is about, is about coming into their nature. And how we come into their nature is through the manifestation of them. Hallelujah. Now, their manifestation, as we begin to see, they are going to come through doctrines. Hallelujah. Amen. So, they, 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 they have led us over the years. They have given us lots of knowledge, lots of precepts. Amen. Now, we have come into a season. Now, when I was listening last night, and one of the things that dropped in my heart was, will people not be saying, so how does this, how do I apply this? You know, because that thing also happened in, when we're learning Christ. And also when God's servant was teaching about the faith of the Son. That how does this faith of the Son apply to my life? How does it apply, how do I apply to, you know, my studies, or my job, or my family, or my children, how does this faith thing apply? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, but what we are called to really, I think it's premature to know what this life is about when you have not even come into the life. Hallelujah. It is premature. It's like someone who goes to school, you know, and a lot of people ask that. And I'm sure even when the teacher tries to answer, the teacher still cannot answer the question until such a child has grown up. Amen. That what is this subject to me? How is it going to matter to me in the future? Hallelujah. Amen. So, so they, 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 they are taking us into another zone. You know, God's servant call it lines. Amen? Line upon line. Precept upon precept. The way God's servant explains it is that it's a completely different zone. You have to shift. Amen? It's like a frequency. You know? Like when you're playing, you're listening to a radio or watching a TV, uh, you will perpetually be in that channel even if you stay there for 24 hours or stay there for 72 hours or stay there for a week, amen? If you don't change it, you will not hear what is happening elsewhere, amen? Now, what is happening right now is that they are telling us that the knowledge that we have received, the precept that we have learned over the years, they want to tell us what is leading to because the Bible talks about the knowledge of the truth, amen? You know, when, so when the Bible talks about people who are ever learning amen but never what coming into understanding of the truth so we can be ever learning and never coming into understanding of the truth why because a season comes upon you and you refuse to shift you receive to change ground hallelujah hallelujah amen uh let, let's quickly look at i'm gonna read another scripture and then i will round up my thoughts by god's grace amen Praise the Lord. Uh, um, Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter 1. Let's look at it. Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. The Jews, for you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jewish religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God 
and wasted it. Amen? Uh, beyond measure and profited in the Jews' religion above my equals in my own nation. You know, I think it was last night that God someone was really, uh, and yesterday a morning session, really talking about ways, amen? And talking about evil spirits that they are lying boys, amen? Uh, when they invade a soul, they they invade them with doctrines. They, they invade them with the way and manner to carry out those things. Hallelujah. They go straight for that. Uh, Paul was like that when the enemy took hold of him. Amen? The enemy took hold of the knowledge that he had and turned it. Yeah? That he turned it so much that he profited in the Jewish religion above the, his equals. Amen? He said, be more exceeding zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Hallelujah. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. I believe uh, the same way, you see, that God did this for Apostle Paul, is uh, also calling us to this. That when he separated us, when he called us to this part, is to bring about the revelation of his son in us. That's what started this journey. He said, he said that I might preach him among the Eden. So Paul got to a point where the son of God was revealed in him. So we can see that um, and, 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 and earlier we were talking to daddy and one of the things I, that, that, that really struck my soul was that when I look at the apostle and I look at the early church, one of the things that I see is that these things became nature, became life in them. It became nature, it became life in them. So I want you to be thinking, as I'm here, let them write these lines in me. Amen? Let them write this line, because these lines are laws. Amen? Laws are spirits. So they are things that make us do. Amen? Now, in, in, in that, for those who are, God has found mercy to cross to lines, we will not trust you. You know when the Bible says, don't bear us alone, but do us. Hallelujah. Now, we come to the realm of doing when we have given ourselves over and over and over and over to the particular season upon us. Hallelujah. So, there is a season upon us. It's a season to reveal to us, to manifest who the Lamb is. They want to open up the person of the Lamb. Even though they said it was the lion of the tribe of Judah that took that book. But you see, the nature, that person actually was a lamb. So I believe that they will open that nature to us. That make nature. That sacrificial nature. Hallelujah. They will open, they, they, they will open the vistas of God so that we can see those things. And, and as we see them, what happens to us is that we begin to embody those lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go back to that uh, John chapter 1. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, uh, one of the things that the Lord was uh, saying to my heart as since Canada Convention started was, if you give yourself, uh, and I believe Pastor Emeka actually also mentioned something like that uh, when he was in London. Um, that if we give ourselves the same way 
we gave ourselves, and even the fathers in the world of faith movement gave themselves to the learning of that doctrine. If we give ourselves to this learning of everlasting life, which is now painting the person of the Lamb of God, amen, with painting the person of the only begotten of the Father, uh, there is so much gain in it. Amen? Now, in the season of the Holy Ghost, one of the things that took place in the season of the Holy Ghost was that people were able to, in fact, they would say that they turned the world upside down. Hallelujah. They turned the world upside down. You see, in this season of everlasting life, we're not only going to turn the world upside down, but God is going to be able to harvest the people that can sit on the throne. Uh, I want us to talk to the Lord this morning uh, as his handmaiden come up. You know, mommy will come uh, to build upon what we've been hearing this past two, three days. She will come to take us further. I want you to pray that the Lord will shift you to that line. Amen? You know, there needs to be a shift to the line. We need to change the frequency. We, we need to hear after the frequency of the emphasis of this present time. See, the emphasis of this present time is that there is a way being made known to us. There is a way. That way leads to truth. And truth leads to life. Amen? Now, this is actually what concretizes our faith. What concretizes... You know when they say followers of Jesus? When, 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 when they talk about those company, the 144,000, amen, who are with the Lamb, who follow the Lamb with us so ever, is because they have become like Him. Because if you look at the nature of, of, of lambs and sheep, you know, in the, the, the same family, when you look at that nature, they flock together. Why do you think they can flock together? They can flock together because they have this, the same nature. They have the same nature. They have the same smell. They are very loyal. They are, they're, they're, they're very dogged. They, 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 they follow the shepherd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm trusting the Lord that, that their natures will be worked in us. Uh, even as God's servant come and write upon us. I just feel that she will be writing upon our heart this morning. She will be writing upon our heart. That we will be such that the, that the nature of the Lamb will be manifested to me. The nature of the Lamb of God will be manifested to me through the dispensing of the Word of God. You know, the Bible says that these people, they were redeemed from among men. Now, what redeemed them from among men were those doctrines. You know, there were those lines. You know, those things that develop their measure. It redeemed them from men. It redeemed them from men. He said, he said, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. The first fruits to God and to the Lamb carry certain, certain nature. They carry certain understanding. One thing you also notice about the Lamb is they don't talk much. They, they, are, they are just embodiments of nature. The embodiment of nature. Father, we bless your name and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name.